Blog Talk Radio. Animal here. You know, I listen to the show and I know the music's too loud. I always forget to turn it down. Anyway, I want to talk about something. I should talk fast because it's a bit wordy today, okay? But here's something I don't understand. Uh, the BBC, you know, British Broadcasting, they posted an article about words you're not supposed to use in job ads if you want to attract women, okay? And here's a, a, an example. Three words they said are bad genius, <laughs> brilliant, and flair. Okay, so we had a discussion about that on my Facebook group just yesterday, and I was told that any resistance to these new taboos is strictly uh, the reaction of a dominant caste feeling its unfair entitlements are being threatened. But I got to ask you something are those words really sexist? I don't think so. I saw a recruiter named Zoe Morris. Uh, Yesterday, she put an article up. She said that ads with terms like ninja and warrior are too masculine, and they're driving women away from tech jobs. She was advising people how to get women to apply for tech jobs, and that's the first thing she mentioned. So I went to try to find her on Twitter, but I came up with another woman named Zoe Morris, not her, and guess what? She had ninja in her Twitter bio. She called herself a benchmarking ninja. Now, isn't that a coincidence? And just the other day, the CIA posted an ad aimed at uh, diverse candidates. The CIA wants to hire women. Women want to go in the CIA. Women want combat roles in the military, right? And these people are saying they can't stand words like ninja or rock star. Something's, uh, there's a, a discontinuity here, just a bit more. I watch videos sometimes, okay? And the ones by young women are violent. I saw Avril Lavigne a few years ago already sulking around a hotel room in her underwear. Then she smashes a mirror with her fist and then stalks out. And Taylor Smith, who's one of the most popular stars in the world, she had a video last year in which a bunch of women fight each other with, you know, high-tech guns and martial arts, and then they zoom around in motorcycles, right? That's women expressing their power. They don't want to be girly anymore, okay? That's the real truth. Not what people are telling you. Anyway, Jerry Jerry! The recruiting animal... Thank you. Man, that, that, you got some fuzzy stuff going on there with that, man. Hey, uh, but enough about, a, enough a about quick, me. Enough about me. What do you got What do you got in mind, Jack? Animal? Yeah. Hey, uh, her okay. name is Taylor Swift, not Smith. <laughs> You're right. I got it wrong. I, no, that's what I thought he said. He said, 
he said Taylor Smith, and I'm like, oh, then he's not talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah, I said she's <laughs> one right. of the most popular. Maybe I missed out on some okay, new that's phenom, me. Taylor I, I, Smith. I, okay. I, 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 You're I out of touch, problem. Jerry. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Oh okay. Oh I know who goodness. she is. I like the way she looks in shorts. Okay. There you go. Uh, and I know I that's bad to say, but she wears those shorts so people like me notice or, or younger than me. Anyway, I want to thank my sponsors. Oh my. Thank you, Michael G. Cox. You can't oh, say congratulations. that stuff, dude. You just can't. Okay. You can't Michael say G. Cox. Stuff. Okay, here, I'll go to the opposite side. Michael G. Cox, yeah. congratulations. 12 years married to your wonderful wife. Okay, I saw her posting <laughs> on Facebook about how much she loves you. Okay, but here's some advice, woman. Mike. Still got her fold. Go get a new suit, okay? That's my advice. All right, okay. You got a picture. Pictures. You posted a picture of you in a suit, okay? You deserve better, not women <laughs> suits, okay? Gotcha. Anyway, okay. Thank you, sponsors. PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Hire tool. H I R E. T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and Honet, the phone-in-phone interview technology. Today, we got a guest with a fantastic name. You don't hear me say that too often, okay? This guy's name is Jack Kelly. It's short. It's tough. It sounds like Joe Mannix or Steve Austin, the $6 million man, okay? I love it. But that's not his Twitter name. His Twitter name is more like Malcolm X. It's Compliance X. He doesn't write it the proper way on Twitter. He what, capitalizes. What? what? Compliance it's what? X. Compliance, Compliance Jerry. X? Is it too big a word? Is that too big a word? <laughs> I just, it's just, it just a total disconnect for me. Sorry about that. Compliance okay, is a to, kind of job show. like an auditor. They make sure that people are observing the rules. Okay, okay bring them on. Jack okay. Kelly, yeah, right. what does compliance mean? Good, what kind of jobs are you guys. working on? Hey, good afternoon. I'm so glad to be here, guys. Although, after that introduction, I don't know if I want to talk to this sexist Neanderthal guy. This is frightening. Right, right, but, all right. right. I'll, I'll, yep. I'll make it through. So, hey, so what we do is we focus on compliance, legal, risk, audit, anti-money loaning professionals. So these are the guys and women who uh, work primarily on Wall Street, and they're making sure stockbrokers aren't you know, taking your money – there, people aren't trading on inside information. You don't have the next Bernie Madoff. You know, these are the kind of folks that yeah, uh, they're not doing you know, a good job. You just named a whole <laughs> bunch of things that went wrong. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good Did for my you business. Place any of those guys? <laughs> well, no, that's good for the business because every time there's a scandal or there's an issue, they need to get more you know people. But you're not wrong about that. Seriously, I mean, it it, it really is this weird thing where no matter how many compliance legal risk folks you have there, there's just one scandal after another scandal after another scandal. It's, you know, it's, it's really just a bad system. Okay. Uh, uh, but, you know, you've got to serve it. You've got to feed the monster, yeah. just like you say in your articles. Don't, play, don't blame the players. Blame the game. That's his <laughs> motto. I like it, too. Don't blame me. <laughs> but thank you for reading you know, you know, my stuff. I appreciate it. No one has ever uh, read as many of your articles as I have, okay? <laughs> Okay, here he's got a, he's got something he wants to plug. He's got a new website called called Jerry's advising him about it. It's called we kind of wecruiter.com. W E C R U I T R like we and then cruder and .com. It's a social media website. Our sole purpose is to make the job search more humane. Do you want to I'll give you here's your chance to tell people what it is. 
Yeah, so, you know, if I'm saying more humane, and you guys can appreciate this because I think you've all been doing this a long time. I can't. And no. Well, how long? I barely this? appreciate well, what, what anything. Spe- like, Adam, so what do you specialize in? What area? <laughs> I'm a generalist. <laughs> That's my weakness. That's my Achilles heel. Right. You, uh, do, you do more sourcing, right? Or do you, do you work with the client side, too? No, or? no, I do, I do everything. <laughs> what's, what's Adam getting, Jay? What's up? Those are my fans. Those are my fans. Okay, just tell okay. Him, well, let so, him get so, out what he does, okay? Forget yeah, about me so, for a second. Go ahead. So what, we do, so for what I'm hearing from the mid to senior level the execs that we deal with, the whole process now is just horrific. You, know, you, you fill out these lengthy applications you know, that you, you have in the resume that you're uploading as well. They're glitchy. They take all your personal data, and you don't even hear back from them. You send resumes. They go into a black hole. You go on an interview, you get ghosted. And with technology and the changes that are happening, it's just so cold and impersonal. And I got to feel, I feel that there has to be a better Shorten place for people to go hey, to. Hey, hey, this isn't and a marketing speech. I said, tell us what you do. Don't bore that. Don't bore the hell out of us, okay? So there has to be a place where you can go to and you can have the ability to talk with other people like we're doing here. You know, having a conversation so they can help you with the search. They can give you job leads. You can connect with recruiters who can help you with the search. For free? Hold on. I don't get that. Uh, What do you mean? that The recruiters are going to go to this website and give out job leads for free and free advice? In every one of your other ads – Go ahead. What happened with the recruiters is this. So you would have access to top recruiters in different areas. So let's say you're an accountant and you're working in an investment bank, but you want to go to you know, fintech or you want to go to wherever. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to search out recruiters who specialize in that area, touch base with them, and have a, the recruiters could have a pipeline of good quality candidates you know, that they could help. So as How's you know, that different you know, from LinkedIn? Recruiters. How's that different from That's LinkedIn? That's a great question. So LinkedIn is very similar to LinkedIn, except LinkedIn has got so large – that you can't have that anymore, you know. And you've seen it. You've been on. You, you know what's going on there now. It's just one big massive supermarket. What I'm trying to do is have more of a niche product where you know candidates can meet with recruiters, get in touch with recruiters, and the recruiter can hopefully get the best candidates before they apply online to these companies and forge relationships. So it empowers the recruiters to get that pipeline. And okay, well, you know what? You're market, not doing a good presentation. I think people have some idea of what you want. Make- or what you're doing, but you're just talking too much and too fast. Watch it, okay? Well, talk it fast because i got to get it a word. You, you know, you well, know, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't like what – you know what? I, was, I, I talked to Stacy. I was interviewed myself yeah. yesterday by Stacy, who was on the show two weeks ago. And she, she very complained to me. You were very she polite said, to her. I, you gave it a word. You, you were letting her talk. Well, not, I, I heard that talk as much as they should talk, yeah. okay? I explained uh-huh, that. Okay. You're talking okay. too much. Okay. Right. What time did you go to bed? These are the success tips. What time did you go to bed last night? Uh, about 12. When did you get up? Six. What did you have for breakfast? Mm. Mm. Um, mm. I don't know. You know, okay. You don't know. Uh, do you meditate? Coffee. Do you meditate? Um, a little here and there. Oh, yeah? Really? So that, that's like a yep. no. Do you work out? Yes. Every day? Mm. Every day? Um, I'd say at least five days a week, if not every day. Okay, and, and that's a success tip? Would you call that a success tip? I would say success tip, wake up early, definitely work out, keep in shape mentally, emotionally, physically, absolutely. You have to okay. do it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting so verbose, and it's not clear well, now what you're saying. Verbose? Oh, yeah, i got to do everything good. got to do everything good. How is okay, that move on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. This is a green animal. He wasn't being too verbose. Come on. Okay. 
Come on, okay, you're, just, you're, you're trying to be controversial. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, what's with Alan Moore can't pick up the phone anymore? He's got to talk into a speaker. I don't get it. Is that okay. better? Is that better? Hey, I can yeah, hear him. question. Man. All right, so go ahead. Joe, nice to meet you, Mr. Kelly. Anyway, oh, so here's you. my question: Is if you're if yeah. you're providing this recruiting network for potential candidates, and his, how how, how do you vet them? Or do you? Or is it I sign up, I sign up, and then as an agency? Because, I mean, most of the time, 10%, 20% of people at agencies are good. How do you not put yourself in a bad position where I call you up in that's three weeks and say, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. That's, that's one of the big challenges that we have to deal with in terms of making sure that this person's for real. And we all know that, myself included, you know, recruiters sometimes get a bad reputation because they're no. so, so transactional, you know, oriented that they leave a bad taste in mouth. So that's something – that we're going to have a lot of you know time to do to try to vet these people out. And that's one of the reasons why I'm beta testing it, and we're not going to launch for a while, to kind of get feedback. And I do appreciate the feedback you're giving, seriously, because – Moving on, moving I, on, I, moving on. Here's what you say. You say companies yeah. are too picky. There's so many good, smart, talented, and motivated people that don't fit into the razor-thin silos that companies demand of applicants and candidates – so these experienced professionals are ignored and dismissed. Uh, you, do you, what do you do? How do you sell people then? Obviously, you think there's a lot of good people who would fit into jobs, and are you saying that you try to place these people and companies say, I'm not interested in that, that guy? Is that what's happening? Oh, that happens all the time. Sure. Do you have an example? If you said you listen to a lot of shows, you know that's what I'm going to ask. Well, first you say not to be verbose, then I'm trying to be sure you want me to talk more. So yeah, I am. You've got Jack a little scared here. Now he's now he's afraid <laughs> to even answer Exactly, right? Well, I'll, I'll let him think about it. I'm Jerry, yeah. did you say that my I was shouting too loud and it made the static in the intro? Because I'll cut it out if the sound's no good. Is that what you said? No, there, there was just some fuzzy stuff going on. We've Apparently. It was I was too loud. I was just too worked up about it. I, I think it's anti-women. Yep. You guys are calling me sexist. I think it's anti-women to say that they're so sensitive they can't like a word like brilliant scares them away or, you know, and then they come up with these nonsense uh, excuses of why it's it makes sense. It's a sign of oppression. Dude, it's a whole industry now. Being Yeah, well, being that's all it is. And wait, 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 you're saying I'm verbose. Wait, wait, Animal. You're saying I'm verbose. It, we're going completely off topic. Can we, can we get back to where we're supposed to be going? Okay, tell us. These razor-thin oh, job yeah. definitions, the companies right. are too picky. Give me an example. All the time. So let's say my niche. If you're looking for somebody who's a compliance person who you know, louder, has 10, louder. 15 years of experience um, – they're going to say, and this is what's happening a lot now, where it's a lot of ageism that's going on. So if you have too much, if you have too much experience, you're deemed inappropriate. So they want to have somebody who is, you know, 25, 26, pay them much less, and not get well, you know, not not get the experienced person, you know, who could really do the job, and it's a big cost savings. So that's that's a big thing that I'm seeing, you know, across the board. Um, and unfortunately, that's a different. I, I I understand that to be a different yeah. issue. I thought you were talking about having a razor thin focus, uh, like a niche focused on on what the people actually do, not just that the companies are cheap well, and they want to hire. Well, they, if they can get away with junior yeah, people, they'll do it. It's a combination thing because with the razor thin, if let's say, not to uh, you know bore you with the, the details, but let's say you're somebody who does does control room, which is to make sure you're not trading on inside information. 
they want to have someone who's doing the exact job. If it's, let's say, the jobs of Morgan Stanley, they want to find someone from, you know, Barclays who does the exact same thing to pick Isn't up. Isn't that and normal? There, and if does anybody, oh, like, yeah. everybody oh, says yeah. I'm off track with this guy. Isn't that normal, what he's complaining yes. about? Isn't that always been the case? Well, it's not anybody? complaining about it. You should just put something up to say, ask, you know, kind of examples of sometimes what, what, what happens in terms of the search and how companies will deny people. So if you don't have the exact experience in giving you examples, they'll say, hey, it's not, you, you know, know you what? Have and when they say, and they'll say, Jack, They'll say, wake up. I'm paying you ten or $20,000 to find somebody. I don't want just anybody. I want someone who's going to fit right into this job, okay? That's why Absolutely. you're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. They're paying a lot. Also you, know, they're paying... Accuse, wait, you also accuse companies of ghosting, of ghosting. What is that? I hear that word all the time now. I never heard it before. What are you talking about? Give me a great example because you like examples. I have this person who's going for about a $500,000 job after six months of interviewing, meeting, no exaggeration, 10 people all the way up to the CEO. Not a word back. Say they're going to make an offer. Month go, you know, day goes by, week goes by, month goes by, two months go by, phone calls, emails, nothing, just nothing. So you have this person who devoted so much time and effort and is truly interested in the role. We're, not, we're talking about a very senior person. No response at all. It's the most bizarre thing. And this person is your candidate. Correct. Yes. You know, someone's on a bad line and they're making noise. Someone's making noise. Okay, I, I, I I'm shocked. It's I've not never me. heard of that. Yeah, but you I'm shocked about this. Go- you never heard of that never level. Had a client or yeah, a candidate pull that? Yeah, it's a fancy time. term. I've never had a client pull that. No. It's a fancy. Wow. It's a fancy. It's a fancy term for a no-show. Count your lucky yeah. stars, animal. That's all it is. Okay. Yeah, but hold well, on, it's Alan. It's Alan no Floor. This is this is someone for a five hundred thousand yes. dollar job. And, yes. and Stupidity has no price. So... <laughs> okay. That's got to be okay. very rare. It, it is. It is something frequently, frequently in the fast food rare. industry, I'm sure. But Jerry, I'll give you a great example. I had a consultant at three hundred thousand, and he he didn't show up on day one. And it turned out that once I finally got a hold of, I called the home number, and the wife finally picked up. She goes, "Oh, Alan, I'm so sorry. Animal and I were talking, and you know, he he under, we have an understanding. If he takes another consulting job where there's travel involved, we're getting divorced. I'm so sorry. He's not going to take. I'm. I wish he would have called you. Yeah. He didn't have the guts yeah. to tell me." Yeah, he didn't have the guts. That's different. And maybe the company. You think that the go- no, company doesn't have the guts different. to call Jack? That's the, that's the root of of the problem. Quite often, mm-hmm. is people just want to avoid the difficult conversation. Yes, exactly, exactly. Rather rather than having you know the conversation, even if it's unpleasant, to say, hey, we're not going with your candidate. They just they just hide. And you don't pick up the phone. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> now that's classic. This is a class shot. This class call, huh? Oh, oh, my God. That, oh, my God. That's never happened. <laughs> that's yeah. never happened. Jeez. Oh, now there's a good, there's oh a good my intro God. lead. Wow. That's a good show lead in, Animal. <laughs> Well, Come on, <laughs> guys or gals. Yeah, okay. Okay, so what about this uh, offers? You say that companies are giving lousy offers. They think the offers are, are worse? This is like back in the shock jocks where you have all those kind of crazy noises in the background. Man. We need the horn to beep next. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's time okay. for an ad, Adam. Okay. okay, here's a guy, Gary Bernison. 
Gary Burnison is the CEO of Corn Ferry, one of the most famous recruiting firms in the world, okay? And he wrote an article, and he says that you've got to ask candidates wacky questions, like, this is a mild one. Who's your favorite musician? What do you think about when you're driving? Have you ever stolen anything from a hotel room? Okay. If you wrote a song, what would the title be? He says that it's really important to ask these kind of questions, and it's really important for the candidate to answer. He said, if the candidate says, look, what are you asking me this kind of question for? Are you, is this a joke? He said, that's a no-no. They are out. What do you think about that, uh, Jack Kelly? I'm totally against it. I think in, in my when I interview people, I'd rather just talk with them, and I find out that you'll really know the person by just having a real conversation, and you don't have to resort to you know, trick questions, these kind of silly things to test them. I think you just sit down for a little bit, you can really know them. If you listen and you hear their answers and you're genuinely you're curious about the person, you want to know about them, you'll find out everything. Oh, so Gary, Gary Bernison, he's the CEO of a – huge international headhunting firm and you're mm-hmm. saying he doesn't know what he's talking about am i clear about that yes you are okay okay uh the, now the thing is though what you just described is an unstructured interview those are supposed to be the most unreliable ways to assess a candidate around okay uh, if an interview is going to be reliable i've been reading they have to be very clearly structured. You like uh, just a, a loose conversation. Is that what you're telling us? It could be either way, but I think at the end of the day, what you need to do is really get to know you know the person with whom you're speaking. And I find out if, if you're just yourself and you're real and you're asking questions and you're genuinely interested in them and you want to find out as much about them so you can find the right job for them or prepare them for that interview, it's, I think they appreciate it more when you're not, you know, you're not following this roadmap and they know you're just ticking off boxes or you're asking these weird questions, I think they open up more and they'll share more with you. And the more you know about your candidate, the better chance you have to place that person you know, and, and know if they're the right fit for the particular company you're dealing with. Anybody want to take them on, on that one, a structured interview as opposed to pleasant chat? Nobody? No, I'm opening Both it up. Hey, everybody says Both I talk too much. Hey, I'm Both giving somebody fine. a chance. I don't, I don't Everybody think it agrees. should be either or. Yeah. But rather both. Right, right. Yeah. We have a great conversation leading into exactly. a structured, um, yeah. a structured interview, and then afterwards you can have another great conversation, and, yeah. and it doesn't. Again, it, that part doesn't have to be structured. Although I would, I would say in his in his niche of the market space, I do think the uh, "Have you ever stolen anything from a hotel?" would be a very interesting question for a compliance person. <laughs> that would be, that would make sense. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Okay, you said in one of your articles that it's harder than ever to get a job order now. There's so much you have to go through. You can't yes. just call up a hiring manager and say, "I've got a great candidate. I'd like you to take a look at him." You want to talk about that? Yeah. So I've been doing this 20-plus years, and it used to be I could call someone like you up and say, hey, animal, and chat, and tell me about a job, and just on a kind of a verbal conversation, hey, run with it, here's what we want, and we do it, and make the placement, and, and that's it. Now, particularly with the big companies, you have to you know, fill out all these requests for proposals. It has to go up you know, you know, 10 different levels, and it's so much bureaucracy where it never used to be. And... So the whole time period takes longer. So fortunately, if you already have a lot of the contracts, that makes your life easier. But to get new ones, it was doable. 
would just take so much. So in time your field, you have to yes. become a preferred vendor. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yeah, I would say 90% of the time. They're still in the, in the 10% are usually <clears throat> smaller companies. Uh huh. And how do you well, you want to tell us how you do business development? How you bring in new business? Well, you know, a big part because we've been doing it so long is that we get repeat business and we got we get referrals, which is great. But then. I'm always on the lookout for interesting things. Like, for instance, in my space, the big banks aren't doing as well as they used to. And there's a lot of nearshoring, a lot of offshoring, a lot of downsizing of, you know, more higher paid people. So I'm trying to pivot a little bit towards fintech companies, you know, cryptocurrencies, you know, still in the financial area. And what I'll try to do is just reach out to that where I find, you know, try to find companies that I see are in growth mode and they look like they're hiring. They look like they have an interesting business model and just, just, you know, introduce myself and more often than not, you know, you get blown off once, twice, three times. But, you know, you keep trying until hopefully you get your foot in the Hold door. on a second. So how do, you how do you find those companies? And I want to know exactly how you introduce yourself. Um, how I find it is, um, you know, I stay abreast of the market. So I'm always on top what of it. What does that mean? You know, what's going what does that so mean? Just like you, I see, because I could tell from, you know, the way you prepare for your interviews your, and, and your Twitter, you're always reading. You're always up on current events. You're always up on industry yeah, trends. But what do you same, read same to same stay up on, on, like, Bitcoin or something like that? You said, you know, Street Journal, currencies. you know, Financial Times, New York, you know, New York Times Business, blogs, newsletters. You know, just mainstream, mainstream, the mainstream media, mainstream financial part. media. Yeah, I would say for the most part, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and so then you see a company that's interesting. You you look up the the, the CEO's name, or who do you call there? It dep it really depends, Animal. So so it could be let's say you're you're you know I find out that you're the manager, and I'll just introduce myself. Hey, Animal, you know it's Jack Kelly from Compliance Search Group. I see you're looking for such and such. You know we specialize in this area. You've placed you know five thousand plus people you know in you know in this space, and definitely love to help you with the search. And you know more often than not you know you know they're not going to say yes. Definitely, let's do it. You know, there's going to be a back and forth. There's going to be objections. I try to overcome their objections and, you know, keep trying to close to get the job Give me an example. Give me an example of an over, uh, objection you've overcome. Oh, you know, hey, we, uh, you know, you're not on our uh, approved vendor list, or you have to get on this list, or we're already covered. We already have recruiters, you know, working on this. You know, we're close to, uh, you know, we're close to a person. We already have uh, a ton of people who apply through LinkedIn. Um, you know, we have a candidate. So how do you handle mind. that one? How do you handle that one? Which one? For which one? The, the LinkedIn For, one. I've got a lot of people who applied through LinkedIn. Well, what you do know you what? say? I you think, say you... I think what, one of the answers is, which is really very truthful, what I find out, because I get this myself, when you get these ad responses at first, you're like, wow, this is great. I got so many, you know, you know, great resumes. And then when you start going through it, you realize maybe one out of every 100 or every 20 might be okay. So it turns out to be something where, well, you know, I'm really covered then you realize I'm not covered and I really do need the help. So what I'll find out from a lot of prospective clients is that they'll feel that they do have a good flow of resumes, but then a couple of days go by, a week goes by, and then a month goes by, and they realize after going through them, they're not really the right people. You know, they don't have the background. They don't have the experience, particularly for these very specialized roles. So then they do say, hey, I need your help. Or oftentimes what happens also is they'll go out there, they'll make offers, they don't get accepted, they try again, make an offer, don't get, doesn't get accepted, and they just get frustrated with the process. And then, you know, uh, you know, staying on top of it, they'll call me back, or I'm, you know, by that time, I've 
following up again and say, yeah, I can use your help now because we tried, we made these offers, it didn't work. Okay, so I want to know how you follow up. So you talk to somebody, you say, look, I'm going to tell you something. My experience with LinkedIn, somebody responds to a job order, you get one in 100 that are half decent, and there's no guarantee that person's going to accept your offer. Uh, And do you say, you should, you know, do you want to, you know, set up an arrangement now or do you want me to call you back? How do you, after you've, told him that, you know, LinkedIn is not going to work out, are you going to give him some time to look through those resumes and prove you right, or are you going to press for an order right then? Yeah, because, you know, I always ask for the order, but what happens, you know, more often than not, they're like, hey, thank you, but we'll get through it, and kind of that shot, you know, blow off, and I'll use say, hey, Animal, is it okay if I, you know, catch up with you in a week or two, this way you have a chance to, you know, look through the resumes, see what works, start the process, uh, and let me just stay in touch with you. And more or less, they figure it in their mind, they're thinking, hey, we got this done, but I'll be polite to this guy. So they'll say, sure, call me back. And I just keep an open dialogue. So I'll make a note to just keep in touch with you, you know, send you an email, send you a call. Maybe I'll link in with you so then you can see my stuff on LinkedIn. You know, I post how many, how many times will you call back or email them back if, if um, you're not getting a reply? Constantly, constantly. <laughs> how, how many? Until, until how many? You, until either I get it or they, uh, you know, finally, like, you know, Screw you, take a walk, just leave us alone. Okay, so you'll do it till you get a reply, right? Oh, absolutely. Some kind of reply. Or, or, or now what happens is you just get ghosted. You just don't hear at all. Just to okay, you don't hear back. Journey. So will you leave 20? Yeah. Will you send 20 emails? Will you send 20 or 10? I don't know about 10, but yeah, I, you, know, I'll, you know, a certain amount, sure. I don't, I don't a really certain amount a is, is, that's vague. I don't like that, a certain amount. I well, like you know, sometimes five. Sometimes life is vague. Well, sometimes it's vague. No, I'm no, it is. It's not number. in our business. Not, no, you talk to the other guys on this line, other people on this line right now. They'll tell you, I leave three. I leave five messages. Uh, you know, none of them say. Not me. I will call until it feels like I shouldn't call anymore. Exactly, exactly. When you get the right, you get the vibe. Until I think yeah. I probably shouldn't send another one. Exactly, exactly. You know, like, Jerry, how many number. times will you yeah. call somebody, Animal? What is your exact oh, I'll, I'll number? Tell you, if I call five times, they'll answer on the fifth call, but they'll be mad, okay? That's my experience. <laughs> three, times is reason- okay. three times is reasonable. <laughs> okay? What and, do you say when you call those five times? Seriously, what do you say on those five times, though? You know, Hi, we are, spoke are you, two you, weeks ago, or we spoke a week ago. Right. I, I'm touching base with you. I'd like right. to, or you know, what it'll be. Usually, it's sometimes it's the first call. It's not a follow up. It's the first call that I'm making. Hi, you know, my name's Recruiting Animal. I'm a headhunter. I'm working on this kind of position. I'd like to have five minutes of your time so we could chat about it. Blah blah blah. Okay, it's a nice brief message with my contact information. So if I leave five of those, they'll get mad. That's how. That's my experience. And Jerry usually says he's quite happy to take no for an answer. Now there's a new wrinkle, but he'll bug the hell out of you until he gets that no. That's what it sounds like to me, which I, I'm surprised, surprised oh, yeah. to hear that. I think, it's, I think it was, it was, I'm not sure if it was Jerry who said that. It's almost like you just go by intuition to feel, hey, do I yes, have a chance at this? Yeah, that's what I said. I didn't say I'm going to – you 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 fabricated my uh, my answer. You, look, you know, Jerry, I was all. asking for a limit. I was asking for a limit, and you said there is no, no limit. You just get a feel, okay? Number when there isn't one. Yeah, yeah. Because you can sense it sometimes. You can sense when when they may be weakening, sure. like all right, I, I'm might going to need your help, or you get a sense of where they're kind of firm and that they really don't want you, and they're just being polite, and then you get the message. Mm. So mm. you kind of have to just judge on that you know, yeah, man. you know what i got a feeling that i got to do an ad because half the show is gone already and i haven't <laughs> hey everybody 
You know, Amy Miller was the guest here last week. What a virtuoso performance. She is outstanding, okay? She is one of the top recruiters in the world. I was going to say top female recruiters, but I've just taken all, you know, top recruiters, okay? And she says that when it comes to a sourcing tool, she uses higher tools. She's tried it against other tools, and it beats them for her, in her estimate, hands down. I've done side-by-side comparisons, she says, with other brand-name tools. No contest. Higher tool provided relevant results with full contact info. The other tool provided a bunch of keyword fits that completely missed the mark. So she's happy to discuss it with you. If you ever want to have a chat with Amy and you don't know what to talk about, say, hey, I'd like to talk about H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. What uh, tools do you use to source source people, uh, uh, Jack Kelly? Uh, Is it the uh, just LinkedIn? Kind of holistic, so we use LinkedIn a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm spending most of the time on Does LinkedIn. anybody find that, you know, I talked on the phone. I didn't notice when I spoke with you earlier uh, that you talked, like, in a sort of a confidential tone. Doesn't he sound a little too low for this show? He, I'm confidential. My, I, I don't well, you, I do this and that. No, no, I don't like that, okay? Wait, do, do you guys this should be me? vulgar. Be vulgar. No, you, uh, talk vulgar. Say, I'm going to be vulgar, and, and I, I'll be happy. Wait, what, are you not hearing me? Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry, I missed it. Yeah, I, can't have, I have to put my hey, uh, hey, Jack, wash the phone again in my ear to make you're, sure you're I can hear fine. you. Wait, 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 I can't hear you. Can you, can you guys hear me or no? We yeah, can hear Michael you. G. Cox. You're Michael doing G. Cox fine. is all the way okay. in Texas. But you see, I can hear okay. Michael G. Cox without any problem. You do. Michael G. Cox, you do, you do, you do, do you have a, a, a question or uh, something you'd like to bounce off Jack Kelly? Not at the moment. No. Okay, well, you have to be something you want to bounce off me. Okay, go ahead. So uh, let me see. Um, let me see. Uh, in your business, or you cover asking, letters? So you're, uh, you're asking. You're asking me how do I, uh, you know, how do we uh, source? Do we use any tools? So uh, yeah, we yeah. You know, so it's kind of holistic. So we use LinkedIn a lot, but then because we're a specialist, you know, we have this huge database, sixty, seventy thousand people we've you know dealt with over the years. It doesn't mean they're all looking. But, you know, you have kind of that to tap into, whether they'll look again or they could turn us on to somebody. Um, we send out a newsletter, ComplianceX, to, to – goes out to like 100,000 people every day. We have our jobs on there. So then you get passive job seekers or active 100, job seekers. 100,000 people? Yeah. Where did yeah. you get them? Yeah. Well, don't, don't, I've been doing this for a long time. Now, to be fair, yeah, you, you send that out that daily? Yeah, but it doesn't mean everybody looks at it. I'm not going to pretend. Oh, no, we send annoying. it out. Um, Although Michael G. Cox, Michael G. Cox doesn't believe it, that people would tolerate getting your email every single day. Some do, some don't. Some do, some don't. Some, some will like unsubscribe for sure. And uh, so, and but what we do is this: it's just we'll have news on there. So we'll talk about you know what's going on on Wall Street, what's going on in banking and finance and compliance with regulations, and then we put our jobs in there as well. So it's kind of like almost a Trojan horse where you know they're getting this information and material, but on top of that. You know they're getting the jobs, so that you know it's it's of interest to people. You know I'm not trying to sell them on anything. I'm just giving them some value of what's happening. You know within the industry, um, so we'll have people respond to that. So we try to do a little bit of everything, and then you know the usual cold. You know I'll still do cold calls going into people. You know asking, hitting up your network to get leads. So try a little bit of everything because in our area is very niche oriented. You have to have kind of this exact exact fit. 
And you're absolutely right. What you said before, Annabelle, is that you know they're paying 20, 25% of the base annual salary, if not more. So yeah, they expect you to find that exact person who could come in there and hit the ground running day one. That five hundred thousand dollar job. Do you want to tell us? Do you want to tell us what your fee would have been on that five hundred thousand dollar job? Sure. So, so you want to make me feel miserable, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you probably. I don't. I can't remember what the contract was, but at, least, at the very least, it'd probably be twenty twenty five percent of the base on your salary. So yeah. Oh. Be, and and yeah. for that for that kind of a of a position, yeah. Um, you're, you're not going in with a. You're doing everything. Um, Without a, a retainer or anything. Yeah, this is all. No, right, right, right. Contingent. That contingent. seems weird. Yeah, it's contingent. Um, why, why, why is that weird? Why would they do a retained? <clears throat> I gotta say, a lot for us, I guess, because we don't fall into you mentioned, you know, the corn ferry person. We're kind of, we're not at that level, so we'll get, we will get a lot of senior roles, but not kind of under where they would get those roles, so they're really not looking to do really? retained. But 500K is a, 500K is a corn fairy search. Right. You would and think, a hydric. I know. You would think that they would get, but, uh, you know, I, I don't yeah, know. That, that strikes me as odd. All the time. Um, okay. if, if they're using five or six different organizations for a position that large, uh, for, for, let's say five or six different search organizations, that's really, um, that, that could really Damage their brand in the in the uh, in the industry. Yeah, it seems that it's the normal. I'll tell you this. I don't know if you guys see this. Give me an example. Let's say you're dealing with a big bank. They'll have no exaggeration, five to ten recruiting agencies on a call, and let's say the average will probably be like one one. Let's say one and a quarter to two hundred-ish on the base plus bonus. And bonus maybe twenty percent or so. And you would literally have 10 different recruiting firms on it. And if you have 10 different recruiting firms on it, that means each recruiting firm has like two or three or four or five people who are going to be working on it. But they'll I mean, post I guess, on LinkedIn themselves. They'll post it on their I, own job site. But I get that. But I guess my question would be compliance yeah. is a fairly niche sector. And if you've got good relationships with the clients, and banking is snobby, um, why couldn't you at least do a container search and limit it? Well, you do. There's a combination of things where you can have different variations, but the vast majority that we end up doing are more on the contingency basis where, yeah, it makes life much easier. You okay, get it's sort established, of isn't it, sure. Jerry? We should, start, should we stop talking about this? The guy can't sell yeah. a retained search, okay? I don't care. <laughs> I, I like it that he's, he's contingent. That's, that's fine with me. Okay, hey, I'm surprised. Uh, I had an, you, another I, question, Animal. Okay, but wait one sec. If, if your preferred yeah. vendor status, I thought they force you to take a, a lower fee, not 25%. Obviously, no, not that's really. not the case not here. Really. No, no, it's kind okay, of standard, Michael G. So. Cox. Michael G. Cox, your, your turn. Go ahead. So um, maybe you guys covered this already, but what is the size of your team, your organization? You have about 20-plus uh, folks. Wow. That's large for us, in my opinion. Yeah, and, okay. and and those 20 individuals are all recruiters within your specific niche. And I'm curious, how do you, how do you, are are they in individual territories by geography, or how is that set up? We uh, we work as a team, so. And we always are juggling a number of different assignments. Usually, you have a couple of dozen different assignments all at once. So, you know, it may be broken down into different groups 
within it, or we kind of all pull together, you know, and work at it. And then everyone has a different specialty. You know, some are more dealing with the clients, some are more just sourcing, some are doing a little bit of both. So we try to kind of juggle a whole lot of different things, particularly because they are, for the vast majority, all contingencies. So if you, as you guys know, if you don't get, you know, if you don't get the person, you don't get paid. So you have to, you know, we try to work really quickly, really, really efficiently, you know, to get that person before literally 10 other recruiting firms find it or, you know, they get ad responses from LinkedIn and Monster or whatever, you know, they put it on. <coughs> yeah, and then – Okay, i got, I got to do another ad. That, hey, Michael G. Cox, finish that, um fluid as far as how you guys are working on a specific requisition. How do you figure out compensation for something like that? Like if you, let's say you guys do land that, how is that, if if you're working on a team of like eight individuals and everybody gets paid on that, got to get complicated? So, so what happens is this, you have where, you know, usually, you know, you have the people who are uh, kind of joy versus commission, and then if the person has the company side, you know, they would get you know, 50% of, you know, the, uh, you know, candidate side of it. If you're on the higher, you know, if you've got the job order, you get, you know, the piece of that. So some people will make it. Other people might be working on it and not, you know, not get that winning candidate. But hopefully what ends up happening, you have enough different jobs going around that you may miss out on one, but then you get on something else. <laughs> okay, confused. so you split it 50-50. It's 50-50 between the comp- person who's got the company, Correct. person who's and got the split, candidate, right? Right, and then, and then you split between you know, who brought that job in and who maybe found the candidate if two different people Yeah, that's what it. I just said. Right. That's what I just said. But okay. is, that 50% just, of the, is that 50% goes to the house first and then correct. the other 50% is divided correct. up? Okay. Correct. And then and what is, and what's, and if, you, if, if you're willing to answer, what's the sure. split between, so you, you have the client, I have the candidate. We have a $100,000 fee, 50 goes to the company, there's 50 left. What's the percentage split between candidate side and client side? We 50-50. Okay, he just cool. said it. That's cool. You guys yeah. are wake up. I wanted more granularity, <laughs> animal. Sure. There's a reason for it. I heard it three times. Yeah. I heard it three times. <laughs> Would okay. you run an ad? Yeah, okay. Hey, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for PC Recruiter. You know, uh, Jeremy Sizemore is a top recruiter. He's a specialist. Talk about niches. He's strictly SAP, right? And he's what, here's what he says about PC Recruiter. I've been on PC Recruiter for over 15 years. You know why? Because there's no reason to change. They're constantly improving the product. They got great customer service. It's well priced and has all the functionality I want. I love the mobile app. I use it all the time. I like the ease with which I can import a LinkedIn profile or a Zoom info profile just by clicking the import button. In PC Recruiter, you can customize reports however you like team meetings, about half the Pinnacle Society is running PC Recruiter. So you check them out at PCRecruiter.net. That reminds me of a question I got from a listener, a regular listener in Japan. He listens on his commute, and he asked me to ask uh, the guest this question. I, I, I can't remember it 100%. I think what it is is uh, – do they ever try new recruiting software? And if they're not happy with it, I'll have to look it up for next week. But have you ever tried recruiting software that you weren't happy with, um, Jack? I really Kelly? haven't used recruiting software for the most part. I have an ATS system that actually I know a guy who's a tech guy who built it for us, but haven't really ventured out. Oh, okay. Does it, so you've never, does it you've never tried recruiting software and then been unhappy really. with it, right? No, no. Okay, I have to, you know uh, – Chris, Ava, 
was it? Wasn't Chris Avon? I can't remember his name. Sorry, Chris. I know it's Chris. Yeah, I'll be glad over to take a look at it. Yeah, I'm open. So I'm open to take okay. a look. If it's, okay, if but it's not. Open. No, no. He did, no. He wasn't yeah. trying to sell it. He just yeah, wanted yeah. to know how uh, other recruiters deal with these uh, software problems. And unfortunately, I can't remember what his question was. Now you've got a you've you've you made a statement that struck me as surprising. Uh, the time frame on a search. You said hiring a mid to senior level professional easily takes between three and nine months. Yeah, you just told Michael forever. G. Cox that you're competing with a number of other agencies on these jobs. Okay. And does it take everybody three to nine months to close a job? Yeah, typically? It's, 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 I'd say lately, and it hasn't always been like this. Lately, it takes, you know, an extraordinarily long period of time. Now, it also could be a function of, in my space now, it really changed with, uh, this is not the politics, just is what it is. With deregulation, it definitely put the brakes on a lot of the hiring that's been going on within the compliance and regulatory, you know, legal space. So whereas, you know, for, you know, 10 plus years before that, it was incredibly hot, blazing hot, ridiculous. Now it's giving a lot of these places pause to say, hey, do we really have to spend so much money? So a lot of it is, they're taking their time because they're feeling, hey, do we really have to pay this person 500000 Or maybe if we wait, we could pay half of that or a quarter of that. Or maybe there's a lot of nearshoring and offshoring. We'll move it to Jacksonville, Florida. We'll move it to Charlottesville, North Carolina. We'll go to Salt Lake City. So you have that in the equation there, too. You must so be an not, Elizabeth Warren supporter, speaking of politics. You know, I tell you, she wants all I'm kinds a, of regulation, right? It's so funny you say that, right? Because if you, if you, for, you know, push me and say, hey, where are you politically? I would say I'm more of a libertarian, right? So I wouldn't be for big government. But ironically, I'm a complete big hypocrite because I, do, I would do better with Elizabeth Warren than I would you know, with a Trump just for those reasons. You know, it's crazy. But, I, you know, uh, it, it, on my personal level, I'm not for big government, but you're, at, you're 100% right. You know, when it comes to my business, when you have people like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders or AOC, oh, my God, my business would be blazing hot on fire. Because under Obama, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. I mean, we did so much business, it was beyond belief. And it really, it really became much softer, much softer now compared to uh-huh. what it was. Uh-huh. When did Sox come in? That's that, when, but I'm just being honest. That, what? That's when auditors took off, I think. Sox. When Sox he came is, in. Well, when the Sox, Sox you know, that came in, when, when the Volcker room, with Dodd Frank, with all the different scandals, with the Bernie Madoff kind of stuff, you know, with all the uh-huh. market rigging scandals. So each after each one, usually the press gets on it. You know, the public is out. So you're like an ambulance chaser. Yeah. If something bad happens, man, that's gravy kind for of. you. Okay, here, I just want to, let's go another question. Okay, you said you will need to review hundreds of resumes and meet with a large number of candidates to determine fits for the job. For every candidate that you share with the company, you must have called and spoken to at least a dozen people. To get that dozen, you sifted through 100-plus resumes or LinkedIn profiles. Absolutely, yeah. So what? A hundred is you, your big net is a hundred people. Is that what you're saying? I'm not. I'm you not hundred percent sure. Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily put it like you know put it on a, a hard fast number, but to get to the kind of people we do because it's very specialized, very niche oriented. So there's not a whole lot of people who have that. So you end up looking you know, at tons of resumes, tons of profiles, just to find those right people. Um, yeah, it takes a, a lot of time, you know, to kind of fish through that. Does is commute like a, you're in the New York area? Is yes. commuting a, a big issue, or does everybody uh, just accept the fact it's that horrible. they're going to be on? It's horrible. In fact, for me personally, 
I ended up opening a, an office about five minutes from my house in my neighborhood because I, it was just killing me. The commute back and forth to the city is just brutal, brutal. Uh huh. You waste. So your you know, twenty people I, I do they I, work in one office or are they remote as well? Combination. We actually have this interesting. We have a couple of we have some people in the Midwest, in California, in in Connecticut, and we have them on um, Google Video all day long. So they'll be you know have a computer set up for that. So we just have that back and forth throughout the day. Uh huh. Okay, but 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 what about your candidates to get them? I don't know the exact locations. All I remember is Dick Van Dyke was always coming into Manhattan <laughs> from New Rochelle. Okay, so yeah. I mean he seemed to spend a lot of time on the on the yeah. train. What's what's the story there with with candidates? Because here too, it's growing so much that you know going just from one suburb to another is a huge turnoff for people. They don't want to do it, let alone from one side of the city to the other. How how big a problem is that for you? It's 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 a big issue because let's say just to give you some geography, if you're going from New Jersey or Connecticut or Westchester to Manhattan, at least an hour, at least. But then if you take getting up, getting in your car to go to the train, getting off the train, then taking another train in Manhattan or walking, most likely it's an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes. And that's if it's good. If you get a traffic jam, if you get an accident, you could easily be two hours. And wow. then it changes. Then you've got to be prepared because some people don't want to go downtown because where they live, they have to take, go into Midtown. So they don't want to go to Midtown and then take another train to go downtown. If you live in another area, you don't want to go to Midtown. And, but we do nationwide, so we find the same thing in California. So in California, if it's, you know, from what they tell me, candidates tell me, is that if you have to go certain places in L.A., they're just not going to go for the job. Because they say it's only like five miles, but it'll take me an hour and 40 minutes and just I'm stuck in traffic and I just can't take it. So, yeah, it's five it's miles, five miles. Oh, yeah. I got to yeah, tell you, though, once you get on a highway here at rush hour, you could take a half an hour to go five miles. I got to do an ad. I'm sorry I left it so late, Nick. If you're on the line, you should have inter- interrupted me a lot earlier. OK, people are free to interrupt me. The regulars know it. OK, I don't know what happened to Jerry today. He fell asleep. I guess he doesn't like finance. OK, but anyway, let me do this ad for Honus. Can I interrupt I'm you now? I have not interrupted you the whole show. Well, no, let me do the ad, then I'll come back to you, Kathy, no, okay? I'm going to interrupt you. No, Go ahead. I have nothing to say. I'm just listening. Thank you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> nice, to hear from, nice to hear from you, dear. Okay. Okay. Uh, 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 Honeit, dot com is phone interview technology. You know what? It records your interviews, turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers Hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, imagine that. It delivers a ton of info that you, that you just can't get from a resume or some dry report. Okay? Yeah, so if you want to get a hiring manager excited, excited about a candidate, share some of that sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. And, hey, it also turns the whole interview into a, a transcription that you can search for keywords, pass around. It is terrific. Honeit.com. Okay. Uh, you know, we're running out of time. i got lots of questions because you had lots of articles. But is there anything you'd like to talk about that we haven't mentioned yet, uh, yeah, absolutely. Jack Kelly? No, I- I'd like to throw it out to you guys. I'm finding out that lately it's much harder dealing with clients and having them get back to you. 
with technology, it almost seems like they hide behind it. You know, what are you guys seeing? Uh, uh, everything doesn't seem to be. I don't understand what be... that means. Who said that? I don't understand. Who said that? Hey, that's me. Me. Co-host Who? of the show. Your co-host. Oh, oh, this is it's Jerry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, pick up the phone. You, you know, gee whiz. You don't understand what he just said. Huh. No, I just. What does hide behind technology? What's that mean? I don't know. Yeah, what does it mean? It used Go to be. Ahead. Used to be this. You know, let's say. Jerry, you give me a job order, and we'd have a conversation back and forth. You know, I'll keep you posted what yeah. I'm finding, candidates. You give me feedback. You say, Jack, this person sucks. Why'd you send it to me? This person's mm-hmm. great. Hey, can you do a little bit more of this or that? And we have that dialogue. Now, I'll send resumes. You don't hear back. And okay. you, you don't really hear feedback. And you, it's kind of like pulling teeth to get stuff. And I get in this environment, everyone's scared to say something that would you know, the candidate feel, all right, you're discriminating against them or what have you, perhaps that. Or it's just easy now because most people, when I say hiding behind technology, they figure I don't have to pick up the phone. I'll just, you know, you know, let it go to voicemail and maybe I'll send a text or email. I totally agree with you. I mean, it's happening throughout all phases of life. It's not just recruiting. Yeah. I mean, I have a girlfriend who's been ghosted so many times by men. It's like I just said to her yesterday, you know, the uh, the iPhones and everything have made it so easy for people not to respond, to just ignore, to just let it go to voicemail. And I don't know how you handle that. I mean, especially when you submit a resume and you want feedback. I mean, it's uh-huh. like they, you know what? no it's one has call, the display. To talk on did the call phone. display just start last year, or did call display start 20 years ago? Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about, really. Well, you don't get that? Hey, you've you... got to build the proper relationship with these guys before you're, or, or while you are generating that new job order. Um, you, I, I yeah, just get on the corporate side all the, the time. Anymore. Pe- people don't talk on the phone anymore. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's sure. just a big pet peeve of mine, you know, in all aspects of life. And. It's just kind of a chicken shit way out. Excuse my language. No, but, you no. know, I, I feel sorry for your girlfriend. No, okay, yeah, uh, Kathy. But is, uh, is. is that really relevant? Well, here's well, here's it a question. Uh, I'll, wait, wait, let me take challenge Mike. It's relevant because it's that's, right, how the that's whole what I see world. too. Right, right, right. Where where it's, they just don't pick up the you know phony answer. And I'll add this to it. I don't know if you guys see this as well. It used to be when I started recruiting, the average age of an internal HR person was anyway, let's say, from 35 to 45 or so. And they probably had 10, 15, 20 years of relevant experience. What I'm finding now is the average age of the person in HR is like 12. You know, So it's just changed <laughs> dramatically. And that group, and I'm not, I'm not seeing anything derogatory again, they didn't grow up using the phones. So exactly. they don't feel comfortable with it. So they feel really awkward. And when you get them on the phone, you could tell. They just don't – they don't really know how to have a conversation. They're not comfortable. They can't wait to get off, and they really can't articulate the feedback. So then you're left kind of in the lurch. So that's kind of what I was referring to before, Jerry. It's, it's maybe it wasn't the right word to say hiding behind technology, but it's just that oh, shit. I understand. Yeah I, just, yeah. yeah, I just wanted a little clarification on that. Yeah. So we can either complain about it like Kathy and her friend who can't get a second date. Yeah, we're making an observation, Jerry. We're not complaining. It's just how the world well, is right complaining. now. I'm kind of complaining. I'm kind you know of what? Complaining. You know, my yeah, you know was what? texting me from his closet today. Yeah. I mean, what is that all about? Nobody talked. It's you know, Jack, Jack Kelly's 
Tell Jack tell Kelly's the got a good a good he's got yeah. a good line for your your friend Kathy. It's don't blame the players, blame blame the game, right? But I think it's the players, okay, that uh, are the problem. You just have to Nobody likes her. Uh, nobody likes her. She's got a face. Uh, she's she's gorgeous. gonna have you a hard slot. Oh, she is gorgeous and can't get a call back. Hmm. Yeah, That's right. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> I will send you her I picture, ha- Jerry. I had a real question, and and because of all this, I I can't remember it. <laughs> it was a good one too. I really wanted hey, on to a know. Side note: Animal is Animal is single, uh-huh. and he's yeah, available I, for for virtual I mean, dating. Uh-huh. She's only twenty. She's only twenty nine. She's twenty nine. So doesn't matter when it's online. That works. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here was my question, my, Michael G. Cox. Michael G. Cox was yeah. was scolding and wagging his finger at our our our, our new friend Jack Kelly. He was saying, "Look, Jack, it, it was just a few minutes ago you said your problem is you're not building a relationship when you're setting up okay. this uh, job order." Okay. Well, how can he? How can Jack uh, build rapport uh, on a call with a, a new client? I, I don't know either. I mean, you know, talk about the hockey game. Uh, what is it? Michael G. Cox. First, let me go to so, Jack. Okay. Jack is okay. You go ahead, right. Michael. Go ahead. Okay, you're asking me the question. When I was in agency recruiting, there were certain boxes that you had to check off, and if you didn't have all of the information, then you didn't have a client. If you didn't know what the internal buying procedure was, if you hadn't spoken to their 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 accounts payable department, if you didn't have that person's contact information. And this was developed over time because so many clients would drop off. You'd get to the end of the interview process and everybody was happy, but a bill never got paid. Well, then you don't have a client. So I'm just saying that that is all developed through conversations. And and those conversations have have to happen earlier rather than later. Things have changed. As Jerry was saying, yes, you do have to adjust, but if – Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that to kind of summarize this is unless you're talking about the the process on the front end, you really can't complain about the the downside of a crappy process as it unfolds if you never even talked about it. Yeah. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? You know, I appreciate I appreciate what you guys say, but let, let me put this out there because you all have so much yeah. experience. It seems to me put it out there, it's, Jack. Put it out it's, there. In terms Bring of it. the kind of people that you know, really, it's been a big cultural shift. So where it used to be, I you know, I would do everything you guys are talking about, but now it almost seems from the other side. And, and I hate to generalize for everything, but you don't get that same feeling that they want to build a long-term relationship. And what ends up happening, what I've noticed, oftentimes the HR person is through a third party. So you know, the big bank will contract out to a third party, so they're not really even working for that company. And what happens, they'll be working at, you know, let's say Deutsche Bank for three months, and before you know it, then you'll see on LinkedIn they're gone and they're at you know, Citigroup, and then another three months they're somewhere else. So it, it's just a different vibe. And I don't know if that's just in my world or if you see it you know, in other places too. Michael Damn Cox, is your, you get the last word because the show's the show's almost over. How nah, can you on, solve this going. problem? This is good. Adam, this is I, good. I, I never had that, that situation where uh, HR or, or internal decision makers work for a totally different organization, and we never really went after business with uh, 
uh, companies that employed a vendor management system. Um, so, no, I don't have any further So, so you're, you're talking about ages ago. You're living in a different world, Michael G. Cox. You know, you sound authoritative. I respect everything you say, but sort of in this, in this case. I respect everything you say, but I totally dismiss it. Well, I, he's thrown. He's, yeah. I, I've, missed cool. a couple of, I've missed a couple of shows recently, but uh, was there some big announcement about Michael G. Cox's recent promotion? Was he promoted? I don't know. <laughs> his wife didn't put up a post. His wife didn't there put up a not. posting about that. What's the story there, Michael G. Cox? <laughs> now I am managing uh, all of the recruiters for uh, Xerox Business Solutions. So, congratulations! Uh, like... I, I, you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> so there Good are you. legitimately experienced people on your show from time to time. You know I mean, what? I the, the, the animal crew, the animal crew are top people. I mean, you know, I don't know why people don't have more respect for this show. Even if they hate me, everybody smart. else who calls in is smart. Okay, everybody who calls in is smart. Hey, Jack calling Kelly, in and listening to this show has helped me immensely. I don't understand. <laughs> okay, hold on. I want to thank. Uh, Michael G. Cox coming back to the show. He's been he was in here last week. Alan Floor. Both of those yeah, guys have nice loud voices. Jerry Albright decided to come back. He, he's not as clear as a bell as he used to be. I'm sorry to say. Kathy, I can hear her again. Thank you, Kathy. Thank your girlfriend as well. I wish her better luck in the future. <laughs> yeah, Our new friend Jack Kelly. Jack, we'll so thank you, you so much. Jack Kelly, call us anytime. <laughs> your your website that you want everybody to check yeah. out is we. Cruder.com. We Cruder.com. Jack Kelly Fink. That can be underestimated. Well, Marco, that is shocking. I'm just jumping in to say that is shocking. Okay, I'm back to listening. Isn't that funny? When I start to talk, finally get a chance to start talking, the mouthpiece comes in. Go ahead, Jer. Take over. Well, you know, it's like you're a puppet, and um, and Jerry's it's Jerry's voice. You're the he's the ventriloquist. (laughs) I was just all right. So, 18 years in the industry, started with a family firm, uh, recruiting industry. Oh, there you have it. Started Jerry, wake up. Park. You recommended this guy. Go ahead. I yeah. mentioned it offhand when I was in a drunken stupor. <laughs> Don't ask Jerry for advice after 5 p.m. Okay, go oh ahead, Brian. Oh, my God. 